back everybody this is the edge of madness uh, with your hosts mr j and rusty um it's been a while since uh we last been on here um yeah like what two years yeah two years almost uh well we did do that recording of, but i don't think we ever uh released it oh yeah um, yeah but yeah it's been about uh two years since our last recording and actually it's our fourth year anniversary today uh we kind of wanted to start this up again just to you know uh get things moving uh we also have a few projects that we're going to be announcing later on today um but i think it's fate that we uh started up again today uh like i said today was our fourth year anniversary without us both knowing um yeah we, kinda, we realized that today when facebook reminded us yeah it was really cool actually um but yes uh just like i've said before you know nothing happens without reason so uh, here we are today. Um, I guess we could start off today with uh, talking. Except, well, I guess we could start with uh, I guess the fate of the world or how the world's doing right now, or at least how uh, we think the world is doing. I mean, it's uh, it's been lots to happen since the last uh, four years. Um, well, for one, we had uh, the pandemic. We had uh, I don't know a few. Historical events happen. The, the war between Russia and Ukraine, uh, which is now uh, well, still going as it is. Um, we have uh, this new recession that we're going to be going into as well. I mean, we have um, gas prices are going up. What is it here in Texas? We have gas prices up to, I think it's an average of four sixty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's about uh, right from where we're at too. Yeah, I mean. And the thing is, I mean, this is kind of crazy because I remember back in 2008, uh, I mean, we were still kids at that time, but um, I don't remember the recession being this bad. And I mean, it could be now that, you know, I'm an adult and, you know, it's, it's hitting me a little harder. But even back then, I don't, I didn't feel like my family was um, like in a pinch or anything like that as, uh, as it is today. You know? Yeah, the highest I remember gas getting was like three ninety, three ninety five. Yeah, but I remember it being a struggle back then for us. Um, I nowadays I feel like I'm not so much struggling as much, but the prices are definitely higher on it, all the goods that I need. Yeah. Um, you know, it the balance between wages and costs, I think, is a little bit better than it was back then, but it's still just outrageous to see the prices that we're paying. Yeah. And it's strange. I mean, none of us are used to this, uh, that are below a certain age level. I think maybe some of the older uh, listeners are really have a little bit more experience with something like this. But I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just really extraordinary things happening. It really is. I mean, the thing is, uh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I mean... Through and through, Rusty and I are, uh, I wouldn't say, well, I guess you could say conspiracy theorists. Um, that seems to be the big tag nowadays. Um, but, I mean, we shouldn't be the only ones seeing these weird things happening, or at least uh, the correlation of the weird things happening, whether it be uh, the way our politicians are handling these, uh, these certain events and these certain uh, atrocities and tragedies happening in our worlds. Um, whether it be how, I mean, people themselves seem to be acting, I don't know, maybe they, they act 
weird. Like uh, every time you like bring it up, or every time you like bring up what's going on, like people just don't want to hear it, or they don't want to, you know, talk about it. Now, and I understand, you know, it's a uh, it's a touchy subject, and a lot of people get uh, nervous when they talk about something like this. Um, could bring up uh, trauma, could bring up uh, whatever it is that they're feeling. But I think it should be uh, talked about because as humans, we have to, you know, express ourselves. We're very expressive animals. And if we don't have the, you know, if we don't have the wherewithal, the sense to say, hey, you know, something's wrong, then the rest of us kind of just follow that herd mentality and, you know, keep going on with their lives. Now, I, I, you know, when someone does finally say, hey, you know, something is wrong, uh, that can kind of, you know, freak out people. I can understand that. But uh, I do think that, you know, you need to speak about it, you know. I think a lot of times people have trouble facing that maybe their choices in political leadership, maybe their choices in dealing with economic issues, Maybe they weren't right 100% of the time, mm-hmm. and it's hard for people to admit that they were wrong in the first place, but especially when it comes to very real-world consequences of their choices happening to the general public, no one wants to take blame for that. So they're going to shift blame as much as they can, or they're going to ignore the issues as much as they can until you know it comes to the point where they can't ignore them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it seems like most of America, is, at least, you know, and the people that we hang around with, they're all experiencing some difficulties that are forcing them to reassess the choices that they made. Yeah. Now, that may be different for different classes, uh, different uh, industries, different, you know, even your buddy groups. And yeah. Depending on what, what you're into, what hobbies you do, uh, everyone's going to be affected differently. But I think, by and large, yeah, it it's the majority of Americans that are feeling the squeeze right now. Yeah, because, I mean, even with us talking in our friend groups, we can see that everyone's tired. I mean, uh, both Rusty and I in our uh, job groups, we're both educators, so we both have, uh, you know, we both have the same, I guess, viewpoint when it comes to uh, what we believe in job-wise. And even our, uh, the, our coworkers and things like that, you know, they feel the squeeze of... Um, how society's going now, mm-hmm. and uh, but they, the, what I don't get is you know people keep people keep going, and I, I get it you know you need to still you know make sure you can put food on the table and make sure your bills are paid everything like that you know the world doesn't stop just because we do, um, but maybe the world should stop for a little bit maybe we should all just take a moment to say hey you know something's wrong here whether it be you know the state of our economy, whether it be the state of our being, um, but there is something wrong, and we do need to uh, be aware of that, I guess. Um, but, I mean, that's just the first bit of the iceberg there. Uh, you know, our economy is doing uh, what, what it is right now. Um, I don't know, I just don't like that, uh, Not this isn't even just like a, a Democrat or Republican Republican thing, um, but I don't like that both sides are lying to us. They're blatantly lying to us about what's going on in the world and how the state of the world really is. Um, I feel like, you know, we're that, uh, like, I don't know, I feel like we're the, God, how can I say this without, like, upsetting a bunch of people? Well, I don't even, I don't even, I'm not even worried about upsetting people you you listen to this if you want to you, uh, don't if you want 
but um, it, it, I feel like we're on the other side of like the empire, like we're the citizens of the empire, and the empire is lying to us about how the state of everything's going. Oh, it's going great. Oh, our economy's doing well. You know, people have money and all this. But you look around, and that doesn't seem to be the case. Now, it could be the case for some of y'all, but, you know, by and large, you know, people are feeling the uh, inflation that's happening with our day-to-day uh, -day products. We're feeling the uh, gas prices that are happening. I mean, today, it took me 60 bucks to fill up uh, my tank. Um, you know, you feel this just, like, sense of dread that's uh, looming over us, and you know, it just keeps happening without uh, any real sense of relief, I guess, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. But um, Well, I mean, if you're a student of history at all, or even if you want uh, fiction, I mean, dystopian fiction, we're kind of living it out here. Um, and it's funny you mention Empire, because I, I feel all the time like I'm living in the last days of Rome. We have so, such abundance in this country. I mean, even with the difficulties we're having now, <laughs> all of your daily needs are still being met. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we definitely feel like there's a cultural shift or degradation going on. Um, and I mean, I, I think there's evidence of that, what you see on the news with the events that are happening in our country today. We're definitely on the downswing. I think there was a point in our society where we, we reached the point, we're still, I think, going up technologically. But I think culturally, we're definitely degrading. And that's a hallmark of the fall of empires. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people on both sides of the political spectrum are seeing that. It's just a matter of how are we going to approach those issues moving forward. Yeah, that's uh, and, you know, everybody, their mother has a different yeah, explanation. That's the thing. That's for I don't know. I, I think relatively, I think people get along. I think most people, if you put, uh, if you get rid of politics, if you get rid of you know the whose side are you on uh, narrative, mm -hmm. um, I think for the most part, people think in a logical way. You know. This thing bad, so I'm not going to do this. This thing good, so I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. um, for, for the most part, at least. Uh, I mean, I think we can all agree uh, collectively that we don't like where uh, where this ride is going, basically. I think we can all feel that. Um, now, the thing is, how can we make it to where, hey, you know, you person on the left... Yeah, and you person on the right, uh, you may have differences in whatever policies or whatever it is, but for the most part, y'all are, you know, you both have the same needs. You both need to make sure you eat, make sure you drink. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but uh, basically what I'm saying is that we need to figure out, you know, how we can get people to stop fighting about, like, these little dumb things that are happening in our life, that are happening um, I guess to distract us from what the real problem is, you know, that the real problem is we have people making choices for us, for us the people, that we had no say in to begin with. That was, that's the big thing here, yeah. is we have, you know, whether it be our politicians, whether it be the people in the World Economic Forum, whether it be, um, you know, just people we don't know of, 
just saying, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen um, in the future. Hey, you know, this is what's happening in our lives right now, and we're going to send, you know, so much money off to this foreign country, or we're going to send, uh, you know, we're going to discontinue the creation of a product because so on and so forth, whatever it is. Uh, I think we as a people need to get with the picture and say, okay, hey, um, the people that are making decisions right now, they're not making the right ones. Mm -hmm. So we need to figure out a way to get them out of that, I guess, uh, place of power and put people in that will help us out. You know, whether it be, um, I don't know, uh, we just need, we need somebody. Uh, I think the way that we're going to do that is with our money and with our attention. Uh, as it stands, the corporate overlords, so to speak, uh, are the ones dictating all of this change, all of our uh, social approaches to issues. I think if we stop supporting certain companies, uh, certain groups that are putting out information or disinformation that doesn't benefit us, we should stop supporting them. See, and I, I, I get you on that, Misty, but the thing is, I feel like it's more than I feel like it's more than the corporations. I feel like it's more than um, our policyholders and everything like that. I feel like there's a deeper. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's undeniable that many of these leaders in corporations and in public office are in the same clubs. Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> they're pretty open about that these days. They weren't always, but now they are. You just have to look it up. Yeah. Uh. Now, if they're in public groups, they're also in private groups. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that needs to be investigated um, on, a, on a national or even global scale. Will it ever happen? <laughs> that's like asking, uh, you know, the king, the narc on himself. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it, it will come down to common people finding a way to address that. It just hasn't happened yet. When will it be able to happen in this current system? Uh, that's, up, that's, that's up for grabs. Yeah. yeah, I don't see so. Um, I don't know. There's, uh, like I said, there there is a lot to talk. I, I don't want to keep this. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to keep this as like a, a political, I guess, statement or whatever it is. I don't know. I, I think Rusty and I are just uh, just trying to, as I guess, express what we've been feeling, and hopefully, I mean, some of y'all have been feeling the same. Whether it be, you know feeling that something's not going right or feeling like, you know, the world's not supposed to be this way or however it is you feel. Um, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like that. I don't know. It's like, uh, it's a very weird feeling to explain exactly. Um, but let's, uh, let's, uh, Alright, so let's get off to that topic. Um, well, another thing that Rusty and I have been doing, um, we've been working, well, not been working, well, yes and no, but that, that's for another uh, mm -hmm. another little bit. But uh, we've been getting a lot into tabletop RPGs and we're getting a lot into D&D, specifically the Star Wars 5e D&D. Um, our, our friend Adrian uh, is a DM to one of our groups. And uh, it's just our uh, little group of friends. Um, we get together every Friday, uh, usually usually around uh, 10 or 11. Um, and we just play through the night. Um, I can tell you it is exactly like the memes. It really is. Um, it's kind of nuts how um, 
like when I first started, or when uh, Adrian first came to me and like asked to if you want, if I wanted to be in the group. At first, I really was reluctant, just because um, I'm not much of a board game person. D and D was still a very new thing to me. I was still learning about the lore itself and the mechanics. Um, I had DM'd for like two or three games before that, but even then, it was still very new to me. Um, and I didn't know if I necessarily liked it at that time. Um, but when I started playing, um, it kind of like clicked that, you know, it, it, it really became fun for me. Um, so my character is both of these. He is a Mon Calamari uh, guardian that's basically like a paladin in, in regular fighting. Um, but just the way that uh, my character had evolved, like... Like, how did I want to start? Like, I wanted to start him first as, like, this, like, typical, like, Jedi sage, like, um, wise person. But Bofa is, like, nothing like that. He is the complete opposite. He is this, like, he's a rogue Jedi. So he was once a part of the Jedi Order itself. But then he gets out at, uh, or he, like, he doesn't fit in with, the, like, the policies that the Republic is going through. Um, this is like two years before Order 66, so we're still pretty pretty spot on the Clone Wars. Um, but Bofa didn't agree with that, so he left the Order itself and he joined this ragtag group of people that were just doing stuff as it was. Um, but I, I don't know, I really like the way our group Kind of, our group doesn't. <laughs> our group really doesn't mesh together. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> funny. Um, we're all still kind of lone wolf it, but we, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like um, I, I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, I don't know, Rusty. You take <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about it? Um, what's the term like when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? That's our reaction most of the time. Yeah, honestly, uh, we're just so, like, stubborn to what the, like, I guess what the repercussions of our actions are. It doesn't really matter. We just, <laughs> we just gotta do our own thing. <laughs> Often against the advice of the DM. Honestly, yeah, I mean, Adrian probably fucking hates us, honestly. Cause he, <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we always go off of uh, off of script, even the, even the first session. When we started off, we just wanted to kind of do our own thing and, like, loot around, and Adrian was like, no, you can't really do that. You don't know what to do yet. And it's like, well, you know, we're going off of, like, for me, uh, I'm going off of, like, uh, video game RPGs. Like, you can just go around a room and loot it and destroy all the stuff and look for it. And apparently, well, in in this, it's, it's more, I guess, based in reality, if you can say that. Yeah, uh, social role plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily like how you would play like Skyrim or how you would play Elden Ring or anything like that. It's well, I, I guess the gameplay would be more like Elden Ring. Yeah, it's like a broken down version of that. Yeah, like more back to like the basics, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, like where you're presented a choice and you have to make a decision, um, or you have a certain chance to have an event happen and whatever you roll with your dice determines what, what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I was also a complete beginner at this, too, coming from video game RPGs. Mm-hmm. 
and I really didn't think we would stick with it as long as we have. It's been over a year now. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, because we're we're coming up to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we started back in like July seventeenth or something like that. Um, so yeah, damn. Oh my god, a year of this. Yeah. And we've only done like two missions. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's been real fun though. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we blew up Coruscant. Well, we didn't blow it up, but we saved it from a terrorist attack from this like. Uh, I guess this, I guess this universe's version of Ultron, or like, I don't know, like, I got more of like a dark, um, you know, Sigma from the Mega Man games. Yes. Like that's what I got. More yeah. Of. Yeah. I can see that. That was our first villain. Our, our first big baddie was uh, named the Droid Canic. He was this uh, like cyborg esque um, being. I guess we don't even know what species he was before he like made his transition, but. Um, he basically like it was it, it's the basic like you know oh the flesh is weak we need machines to you know upgrade people and to turn them into uh, better versions of themselves or however you go with it um, but it was like in a more twi- like it was like the Unabomber meets uh, <laughs> maybe that's a that's a a very um, brash uh, like I guess description but it was it kind of is it's kind of like the Unabomber meets Ultron in a way like it's kind of that sick sadistic like I destroy human race he does a really good job of like incorporating his personality I guess and like his motif for crimes yeah and yeah it was a lot of planning and a lot of uh, publicity directed publicity Mm mm-hmm yeah, so that was that was cool to go through. That was cool to experience with, I guess, the mind of Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been the past year or so. Um, really haven't stayed up to date with, like, cryptids and stuff. Yeah, honestly, I mean, well... <laughs> uh, we do, but not, not like we were. Yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, cryptids... I mean, they're, I mean, they're always there. But the thing is, um, our attentions have kind of uh, gone past that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Bigger. And yeah, I mean, like, in the long term, I think. Yeah, I, the thing is, I mean, the way, like, the thing is, too, these cryptids, like, this cryptid, I guess, uh, culture has shifted, too, into where it's, you know, not just... Uh, Bigfoot and the rake and stuff like that now, but they kind of like mesh into these bigger, more uh, I guess subclass of conspiracy theories. Whether it be flat Earth, whether it be uh, the Hollow Earth, whether it be the um, the reptilians taking over, uh, or you know these spiritual beings that are mm-hmm. invading or trying to come into our universe through whatever methods it is. Um, it's kind of what's that's kind of what's uh, I guess popular now is not necessarily more of like things uh, I guess based on Earth. It's more of like spiritual and like these cosmic beings now. Because um, even like Bigfoot now is being seen as like uh, like he's either one of the Nephilim now or he's another uh, species of alien that got uh, 
sent to Earth or whatever it is, or they're another subspecies of human that the Anunnaki didn't engineer on or stuff like that. So there's a whole bunch of like new little sub, uh, I guess, uh, theories that are on these old classics. But for the most part, um, like how cryptids are, I guess, uh, talked about now, it's, it's kind of not, it's kind of the old thing. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and when we go forward with this podcast, I mean, we're going to keep it a little bit more freeform. I've, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in uh, one or two of the other ones as well. But, um, I mean, we're, we're still, we still have that uh, uh, that aspect that we're going to be talking about. But I guess Edge of Madness, I guess we're just going to be talking about, you know, the, either the madness of the world itself or, you know, the madness that happens within us. Um that, that, that's all I can really uh, add it up to is what this is going to be. Um, I want to, you know, I want to be. I want to be. And that's another thing. I want to be consistent with uh, this thing because even if we're just, you know, rambling about nonsense or whatever, uh, I think it's so worth it to at least make a weekly show. Yeah. Like, I think the idea here is to make a, a brand or like a uh, maybe a, a structure for investing into other ideas, other opportunities. Um, a bigger subculture, so to speak. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, there's a lot. Like, here's here's the real thing: is what we're trying to do is we know that people are like minded like us. We know there are you know twenty somethings out there that are feeling the same things we are. You know, interested in the same things we are. We kind of just want to connect. Uh, I guess connect each other because. This past year, we've been kind of doing this, like, social, not necessarily social experiment, but, yeah, a social experiment with our little friend group, um, just seeing, you know, what it is that we connect to, because, like, I don't know, like, the boys that we have now, like, we were never, like, as bonded as we are, like, since this past year. Yeah. And I think that really has to do with, um, you know, just uh, all of us coming together and, you know, Saying that we're fed up with how society's going as it is, um, I think we all needed a little bit of that too. That yeah, post pandemic when everybody was so isolated, um, you know, people again, like you said, need to be social, mm-hmm. and even if it's just an outlet like a podcast or a D and D group or whatever, it's good to have a group of people you can share common ground with. And even if you don't, getting or practicing the ability to overcome your differences without violence or getting reactionary Definitely. is key because I, I mean our politicians can't do that our leaders can't do that these yeah. days it's going to be up to us and our I think our age group as a whole our generation to change that yeah. we have the opportunity to, to make some real conversations happen mm-hmm. yeah because even in our friend group I mean we're all very uh, we all are, have our own opinions uh, we have our own you know policies that we believe in don't believe in things like that and we can still as you know in the chat we can talk about them you know do we you know is it sometimes ridiculous or things like that sure but the thing is we're not we don't show animosity towards each other we don't try to shut another one down Mm -hmm. um we listen to them we you know put our, our our attributes out to them but for the most part we've basically agreed on you know most things you know whether it be you know um I don't know, what's, what's, a, what's a topic that we talked about? 
Um, well, for one, like how jobs are going in the U.S. Um, all of us have different uh, career fields everywhere, and we all have this like feeling that you know our jobs aren't uh, appreciating us the way that they should, um, and we all feel that. Uh, we've all felt that. In, in fact, enough to where uh, two or three of us in our fr uh, friend groups have quit their jobs and they've started uh, new policies, uh, or not new policies, but new... Uh, projects. Projects, there you go. That's, yeah. the, that's a good word there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, it took all of us together collectively, like, yes, you know, this isn't right. We need to do our own thing, you know, we got each other if, you know, things go wrong or whatever it is. So I think that gave a lot of us the courage to say, yeah, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm tired of being felt or I'm tired of feeling like I'm not being, you know, appreciated. I'm tired of feeling like, you know, I'm just doing this to get a paycheck and not really getting any fulfillments out of this as it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, a lot of us have just like gone with that transition saying, okay, yeah, here we go. We're going to. And I think most people need need that encouragement. They need that that safety net, that base of people that they can rely on. And I know a lot of people these days don't get it. Yeah. Uh, especially with like the way it seems like public life is going and work life goes. Uh, I see the trend of most people just going to work and getting their job done and leaving. It's not necessarily for the social sphere, or if it is, it's forced by your uh, by your actual job. And I yeah. think that's unhealthy as well. You need to have room to express yourself freely outside of the corporate environment. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I've noticed a lot of jobs are trying to dictate what you do on your in your free time, your social your social life. Yes, also um, I've I've seen a lot of that too. Um, just from and the thing is, like when we try, like at least at my work, um, when we try to you know uh, get more outgoing or you know doing something socially with everybody. Uh, if it wasn't up to the specs of our administrators or our uh, supervisors, then they would shut it down, and yeah. we would yeah. all just be like, "Well, yeah. fuck, I guess we're." Uh, but then just keep doing <laughs> their own version of it later on. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, but it, then it sucks because yeah. it's either like it's sick. Yeah, it's something really. Um, it's one, what's one thing that they did? Because um, we want. Oh, uh, we all wanted to go to like. Um, well, I wanted to go to the happy hour of this one place, and we invited the whole school. Oh, I have one for last year. Um, last year, I had a coworker who uh, family owned this like community center or whatever it was, and we were going to have this huge party there for our Christmas party. Um, it was going to be really fun, BYOB stuff like that. But our administrators had gotten wind of it, and they were like, "Hey, you know, just because of our policies or whatever, we can't have." the company uh, aligned with this or we can't have the company, you know, um, sponsoring this because of alcohol or whatever it is that they were going to have. So that whole thing was shut down. And everybody, literally everyone in our faculty staff was like so bummed that that was going to happen because we were all ready because um, it was just when we had come back from, uh, what was it, from... Uh, online, everything. We're just coming back to the school, so we're all just going to, you know, have a good time. Um, but then that happened. And then a few months later, they tried to do something else to where we were going to go to a main event or something like that. But no one showed up because it was really lame. Um, they, the people that they had planning it were just not the people that, you know, uh, 
didn't have the passion for it. Yeah, they didn't have the passion for it, so it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't have any passion, so no one wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, just an example of what's going on, or whether it be, you know, somebody's having a really hard time with their work or whatever it is, and, uh, or, you know, we're having a really hard time with our work in general, and then they want to do something dumb, like have a pizza party instead of, you know, getting down to the nitty-gritty and saying, you know, oh, well, you know, the reason why we're doing so bad is because morale is so bad, or the reason why everyone's doing so bad is because the workload is ridiculous, mm-hmm. or stuff like mm-hmm. that. Instead of getting down to what is actually irking us, they, you know, come up with these little frivolous things. And, you know, it's really insulting to me, because, you know, it's just like, you know, what, what's my worth here? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. And I think that's why uh, that's, a, that's why I think a lot of us uh, in society are quitting jobs. You know, it's not just our friend group; it's everybody. You know, we're in this. Uh, what's what's the uh, the big thing called the the big resign or the big uh, resignation? There you go, the big resignation. resignation. Yeah. You know, everyone's doing this now. Granted, you know, the big resignation. We're kind of on the I guess the tail end of that revolution, mm-hmm. or if you want to call it, but. Um, during early 2021, that was a really big thing. People quitting their jobs because they knew they knew their job sucked and they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, on online and homework was becoming a really big and popular thing too, and people like that. People liked being able to just work from home and not having to worry about going out to the office or having to worry about spending gas on the commute or anything like that. So a lot of people like that. And then when uh, these companies started going back to, you know, uh, going back to the workplace and things like that, people quit and they tried to find an in-home job. Um, You know, I can think of, you know, maybe a dozen people that I know that have done that to where they just quit their job and they have gone and searched for an in-home or... Um, something else, whether it be something they're passionate for or something that they wanted to try out. Mm-hmm. Um, even a waiter that I was talking to um, last Friday, uh, she had told me that she was going to college for archaeology or something like that, something big. Mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot what it was. And she had had an internship um, the year prior. And she said, you know, the way that they were working to them and the way that they were um, going on with the uh, the post COVID pra- uh, pra- practices and things like that. That it wasn't uh, what she expected. So she went. She said, "You know, screw that," and she dropped out uh, of the program and she went back into um, doing uh, waitress work, uh, which was, I mean, take it as you will. I take it as you will. But she said, "Hey, I'm making more money now as, as it was." Uh, back then, it wasn't a paid internship, so she wasn't making any money. Um, she's right now. She's working um, on some like little Etsy thing or whatever mm-hmm. that she was working on, um, and she's doing that. So, I mean, there you go. That's how uh, most people are thinking of it, or thinking of it right now. Um, and the thing is, with the uncertainty of how everything's going in the world, you know, everyone's just kind of like. Fuck it, you know. Next uh, next year we may, uh, you know, this society may not be guaranteed. So why not do your own thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the mentality of 
where everyone's going at this point. You know, that's where you're seeing a lot more of the uh, the homesteaders. They're becoming more popular now because you know that uh, that world of independence, I guess. Um, really, to me, I think that's just like the vestiges of the American spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the American people. Uh, I mean, it's it is global for sure, but I think it stems from these old Westernized values. Uh, people see the current system is not working, so they want to go out and venture off and start their own system. I think that's a perfectly good plan. Uh, just, you know, I think we got to show that we have the grit to do it, just like previous generations. That's true. And, and I mean, uh, that's the thing. Uh, I really think we can. We just got to, honestly, we just got to get over ourselves, guys. That's, that's the big thing, is, you know, we have, um, you know, we have this notion of ourselves, we have this notion of, you know, how we depict the world or how it is, um, and we just need to be able to, we just need to be able to get over ourselves and be able to see another person's point of view. That's honestly what it is. And not just that, but, you know, everyone needs to be able to do that. Everyone needs to be open to, you know, change. Everyone needs to be open to logical thinking. That's another big thing is uh, we listen to the news, we listen to these people who are barking these things at us, and they're not necessarily true, they're not necessarily um, good things, I guess, but um, I'm just rambling here. Uh, but, I don't know. Well, speaking of new projects, what is this, uh, this game that you have been working on? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess uh, going back to like the tabletop RPG and everything like that, um, after playing this and playing um, a bunch of other tabletop RPGs this year, uh, it's been honestly a lot this year. Um, I have started, well, going back to that and going back to the um, quitting your job to follow your passions thing, um, I recently, well, it's not official yet, but uh, I've recently quit my job and I'm going to um, follow my passions as it was. Um and uh, now my uh, background is mostly in education, but I also have a background in fabrication and prop making. Um, I like uh, fabricate props. I can work with toys and stuff like that. Uh, I've, that's like in my younger years, uh, back when I was uh, starting college and stuff like that, uh, I would go to Comic Cons and stuff like that, and I would peddle uh, my wares that I would make. I would make little keychains to sell. I would make... Um, little toys, I would make uh, uh, big uh, blasters and props and swords and armor and stuff like that, and I'd sell that uh, to the uh, highest bidder, honestly. Um, and I did, I did that for a while, um, and it paid for some of my college as well. Um, but as I got into my career, um, I pushed it back a little bit more. I would try to do a commission here and there, but um, it got really overwhelming for me um, just because of uh, how demanding my job was and uh, the lack of space and the lack of material that I had during the time as well. Um, so this year, um, just like how I talked about how everyone's, you know, fed up with how the world was, well, I was too. Um, enough so to where, uh, you know, I had um, a bunch of health problems this year as well and a lot of them were connected to um how I was being treated at work and how I was working and how I was, I guess, going through my life at that time. Um, so I made a decision to 
quit my job that I'm working at now and uh, follow that, uh, follow my pursuit, uh, I guess, for my passions of building and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, going back to the, the topic at hand, um, I also want to take my, uh, or throw in my hat into tabletop RPG development. So what I'm doing right now is I'm creating a, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if I would call it, but a lot of it's still in um, the early stages of development. But um, you spend most of your time on the lore. Yeah, and that's the thing is um, right now that's what I'm working on is the lore itself. Mm-hmm. But um, what I'm working on is a Texas-based RPG. So it's very hard to explain right now what exactly Alamo City is, and that, that's the name of it, Alamo City. Um, but it, I want it to be this fantastical thing. Um, just because, I mean, Texas itself has always been seen as this, like, mythological place, whether it be, you know, it's a land of cowboys and cows or um, all the different little lore things that come out of our state as it is. Um, but I, I do want it to be this uh, a combination of, like, fantasy and sci-fi, but I also want it to have, like, historical presence, um, you know, whether it be the landmarks that I use within the game or, you know, uh, legends that come from Texas itself, um, even, like, the cryptids and monsters that Texas legends and folklore have as well. Um, right now, there's not <laughs> there's not a lot of the lore itself, or not a lot of the historical pieces yet. I'm still working on the, I guess, the main storyline, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um well, maybe not the storyline, but I'm trying to like. I think mechanics. We've included that too. So yeah, some somewhat. Yeah. Um, right now, I mean, mechanic-wise, like I said before, I'm still really novice with um, like working an RPG. I have uh, my friend Adrian. He's actually going to be helping me out with this once I get all this lore um, written or typed out. I'm going to have him and, and Jay, uh, Rusty here look at it and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do with that, but um, Alamo City itself it's it's gonna be a Texas based uh, tabletop RPG. Um, I don't know if I want it to be open sourced in the in like how Star Wars Five uh, E is. It's kind of like a I guess just not necessarily a clone, but a uh, what's the word that I can go with here. Um, I don't know. I want it to be unique. I want it to be something that is specifically Texas that, you know, Texans can identify. But I also want it to be able to be identifiable enough for people outside of our state to pick this up and say, hey, this looks interesting. Um, Why don't we play it or something like that? Um, I really want to um, put Texas in a really good light, but I also want to be able to put my own little flair into it as well. That's why a lot of it. A lot of it's going to be based off of the, um, I guess, the popular theories uh, that are um, spinning throughout the world nowadays. Um, But I also want it to be, I don't know, uniquely Texas. That's the the big thing that I'm trying to concentrate on right now. 
right now I'm kind of like working out the fantastical and the sci-fi parts of it. Um, but once I get that basis done, then I can start putting in the little historical pieces and the, uh, I guess the, what makes Texas, Texas. Um, but like I said, it's still very early in progress. Um, I'm trying to, hopefully by the end of the summer, I can have, uh, an actual like prototype game that I can start having people play and, uh, work out the kinks and stuff like that. And then hopefully by the end of the year, I can have, um, a working product that we can sell in, uh, I guess in online stores and stuff like that. And then once that gets big enough, then I can start with physical cells and stuff, uh, stuff like that, working on miniatures, um, and stuff like that. Uh, still trying to get the design of the game itself, like how I want this thing to look. Uh, Mosey's going to be helping me out with that. He's got more of an artistic view than I do. Um, I'm just kind of like spewing out maddening knowledge, and they kind of like uh, they kind of translate that into something that looks good. Um, so that's <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Um, they're just waiting for me to uh, get this thing, just throw uh, throw all this lore out, so they can pick up the pieces and make something that looks like a fun game, I guess. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. I really am. I mean, Rusty and I, we've been talking about something like this for a few years as it is. Yeah. Um, this, this was originally an intent with the show. Um, they're both projects that are related. I think they're supposed to be our, our way out of the systems that we're in now. But, um, you know, life happens. We've been working hard. Uh, I think it's just time for us to direct our passions towards this and get it done. Honestly, yeah. So that's why we're returning to the podcast. Um, we're hoping to make this at least a weekly thing. And it will probably be freeform, but we'd like to experiment with different um, presentation styles, different um, segments, I guess. Um, so follow along with us. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's like we're, we're, we're kind of starting from the bottom, working ourselves way uh, up again. Um I don't want, well, uh, we both made the decision not to do, uh, to film anything until we get a, either a better setup or something like that, because mm-hmm. we're still just working off of, uh, our laptop, so we're still, we're still there, but we're, I, I really want to make this a big thing, or at least, you know, something that, you know, uh, we can make a community on, or we can, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, because... The, the real big thing that we're that Rusty and I are trying to do is to get this out here so we can find people who are, um, I guess, like-minded, but also, you know, just people who, you know, are, are lost in the system or, you know, lost in uh, not knowing what they want to do with their lives, not knowing, uh, you know, what's next, you know, because we're, we're in the same boat there. Um, but I feel like if we, you know, collectively come together and, you know, just talk and mingle and stuff like that. I think we can help each other, um, you know, get out of this, uh, get get out of this uh, this rut that we've all been in. Because uh, I'll, you know, let's admit it, guys, we've all kind of been in that uh, collectively. I think we can all agree that um, it's been pretty hard, and everyone feels, you know, that it's been hard. So that's that's what this is here for, is so that we can, you know, say that hey, you know. 
it's okay to feel that way, but uh, we can we can work our way out. We just got to put the work in it. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for Owl City. I'm excited for all the other projects that we're going to be doing. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good place to wrap up. Cool. Uh, catch us on the next one. Should be coming out. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So um, we're going to be yeah, doing Fridays uh, for the streams. Uh, we'll be on iTunes. We'll be on Spotify. Um, we'll be on YouTube as well. Um, I'm going to we're 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 gonna have to figure out uh, Twitch and Discord um, before we can get anything set up for that. But be on the lookout for that as well. Um, technologically, I'm not very savvy, but uh, I'm learning. I am, uh, and uh, Rusty's here to help me as well. Uh, he's got a better head on head on his shoulders than I do. I get frustrated with. Uh, the smallest things, but he's able to uh, get past that. But uh, yeah, look out for us, and uh, we'll be on, uh, like, subscribe, you know, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, catch you later.